is Derek, Derek, Derek. Diamond, Diamond, Diamond. Experience! Welcome to episode 339 of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and hopefully you enjoyed last week's episode with guest host Jeremy Branch talking with myself, Steve Wise, and Chad Sanders about the making of my latest short film, The Feature. It was really fun to kind of sit back and be a guest on the show. You know, I don't get to experience that very often, and it was a little weird with it being on my own show. But kind of cool in the same way, and I, I really appreciated Jeremy taking the time to chat with the three of us, and it was really fun getting to reminisce about the making of the film, the inception behind the story, the writing process, and, you know, it, it was just fun to look back on, you know, some learning moments as well, you know, even the things that didn't go as planned, things like that, you know, you can either learn from it or not learn from it, and I choose to learn from it. And sometimes in moments like that, you just look back on it and like, oh, what was I thinking? You know, there are moments that, you know, from that film, the Parker syndrome and other projects that I've worked on where I just kind of look back and laugh at my mistakes. But we're going to continue our look at the feature this week. Jeremy Branch will be returning in the host seat to chat with myself and three of the six primary cast members of the feature one being Jace Gibson, who plays the role of Matt, Samantha Savoie, who plays the role of Katie, and Jeff Stewart, who plays the role of Robert. And the three of them are really the, the backbone and the leads of the story, and specifically Matt and Katie's relationship and their dynamic is what drives the story. And that's really what I was thinking of when we were casting the film is, you know, the, the two roles that have to be crucial as far as chemistry goes are these two because they're the ones that ultimately drive it. And we did a, a few different uh, casting calls. You know, we did some virtual auditions over Zoom and we did uh, an in-person uh, audition as well at the Tryon Branch Library here in Pensacola, Florida. And that was where I met Jace and Jeff because they came out. Samantha lived a few hours away at the time. So we did her audition over Zoom, funny enough, right before the in-person audition. But uh, I, I want to throw this story out there because I, I meant to mention this when we recorded the, the main portion of this episode. But when Jace came in to do his audition, he was one of the first that day. And after he was done, I was like, he was perfect. And I looked at Chad, who was sitting to my right, and I said, I... He was great. Like it was exactly what I was looking for as far as who would play that role, because I did include elements of myself in the Matt character, because Matt has some of my own insecurities that I've dealt with, with my struggles to want to become a filmmaker and having that lack of confidence and thinking, should I do it? Should I take that step? And I think, you know, we as all creators have that same struggle as well at times. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to risk, you know, losing your job or losing something else to pursue this dream and this passion of yours? So I thought he captured that perfectly. And my wife, Samantha, she was checking in the, um, the actors 
coming in for the audition and she came over after Jace had left. And it's funny because she looked at me and said, he talked just like you. And I was like, yeah, he kind of does, I guess. I mean, I don't think of how I talk, but I, I just thought that was funny. And it was really after, after Jace auditioned, I was like, somebody's going to have to really blow me away to, to top him. And, you know, kind of the same thing with Samantha. She was one of, if not the first person to audition for not just Katie, but for the film in general. Because as I mentioned, we did a few Zoom auditions before we had the main casting call a short time later. But after her audition, it was like the character had come to life, like jumped right off the pages that we had written. And the cool thing is, is there are elements of my wife in the Katie character, because a lot of the Matt and Katie dynamic is based off of mine and my wife's story and our relationship. So it was really cool and really interesting to see that whole experience come to life. And I make this joke that, you know, I think we could all use a friend like Katie to push us to, to be more than what we are. The two of them and Jeff as well explain their side of the experience of being cast and going through the casting process. But uh, for the most part, you're going to hear from them. Like I'm, I chime in a little bit through this episode, but I wanted them to tell their story and I wanted Jeremy to be the one to, to ask the questions. But, you know, I, I thought the three of them and we'll talk with the other three cast members next week, but I think the three of them just did an absolutely incredible job. And it was really mind blowing how perfectly the casting worked out. And you'll hear stories from the three of them that really validate that and stories that I didn't even know about. And I was thinking after the episode was over, like, wow, this was really like, I don't know if you believe in fate, but it was like this all meant to happen. It was really strange. Like it was almost like a movie in itself. Maybe that'll be a movie about making a movie about making a movie. No, we won't do that. I'm just kidding. But without further ado, here is the conversation with Jace, Samantha, and Jeff. Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience. I am not Derek Diamond. I'm Jeremy Branch, and I am so excited to be subbing in for Derek on a conversation in regards to his his latest project, The Feature. And joining me along with Derek is some of the cast from the film. This is my first time meeting the cast from the film, so hopefully uh, I can get to know them along with you but we'll go ahead and start with uh samantha welcome to the show thanks for being here hi also joining us is jeff hello and, and jace how's it going y'all what's up y'all doing fantastic so yeah, Derek, uh, we, we had a great conversation last week kind of on the uh, production side of things. We talked with, with uh, Steve and we had a conversation about uh, kind of what goes into making it from that side along with Chad Sanders. And on this uh, kind of discussion, 
I think it would just make sense for us to lean into kind of the acting process, what it took for each of, uh, you know, our actors to get into their roles, what they were expecting, all of that kind of stuff. So I guess that seems like a good starting point. Jeff, when you got involved with this project, did you know Derek prior to, to working with him? I did not. No, it was kind of just the open casting call kind of thing, you know, and, and went that. And I actually read for a, a different character um, when I when I went to the casting call. So it was kind of um, a different, I guess, than, than what I had in mind and, and got a call or an email, I guess, a few days later just saying, hey, would you would you be up for, for reading for this other character? And so that's kind of how my my part took off in that. So talk to me a little bit about that. Was this your first time being involved in a production as an actor or have you done other work before? Um, not a whole lot of other work, a couple other things. So pretty, pretty limited experience as far as, you know, what to expect and, and how that goes. So um, I, first one, I guess that uh, wasn't kind of a friend or, you know, somebody that I knew prior going into it. So I'd say my, my first project of just kind of coming in, coming in raw with everything. Excellent. All right. So uh, what is the name of your character? Can you give us just like a brief synopsis of who you play? Sure. Uh, my character's name, Robert, um, and he is a waiter slash actor, because I think you guys talked about last week, kind of the, the movie within a movie. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, it's kind of kind of meta in that way and, and kind of just, uh, a, you know, a fun experience to get to play around with that. Um, even just, you know, when, when this movie gets made, um, you know, and just doing some of those things like taking on a couple different, being an actor, playing an actor in a movie. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's very inception, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good call. Uh, Samantha, same, yeah. same question. How did you get involved with the project? Um, so I, it was actually kind of funny cause I had a friend who knew of this audition, send it to me like a day before it was due. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't have a lot of time to prep for it, but I think it kind of helped me out because um, I didn't like overthink it too much. I just kind of did the read and it was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed meeting um, Chad and Derek. And then we had like um, one callback Zoom meeting where we read with some of the other potential actors. And that was really fun because it actually changed a little bit of how I played the character. Not too much, but just a little bit because, I mean, you kind of go off of what other people are giving you. So it was really fun to do that. And actually they like call me, not call me, emailed me back right after. And we're like, hey, can you hop back on the Zoom, the Zoom meeting? That's and, a good sign. Yeah, that was a good sign. Actually, I thought that maybe I'd forgotten to do something. So I automatically was like, oh, no, what I do wrong? Um, but no, it was great. And then they told me I had the role. So that was fun. So uh, let me ask you this. In between when you first got the script and did the read the following day, and then when you got on the Zoom call, how much time had passed in that span? Um, Maybe like, I guess like 16 hours. Oh, okay. Okay. And you said because it was kind of fresh when you did the first read, do you feel like you had time to get in your head over the next little bit of time? Did you dive deeper into the script or like, what was it like between 
go ahead. The, between that first read and the callback, I did have more time to dive into it, but it was funny because the more I dove into it, I was more like, okay, my initial reaction to who this character is, was pretty, pretty spot on for what I think she is like. Oh, great. So it worked out. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, and then Jace, uh, how did you get involved with the feature? Uh, pretty similar. I saw where the audition was happening and I just kind of ran down there, but I sat in my car for like 30 minutes, just running over the little snippet of a script they had over and over, just making sure that I, I had it memorized. Cause I, I just wanted to try and be the best that I could as soon as I walked in. And um, eventually I got the the call back and it was a, it was a chemistry kind of test with Samantha. Yeah. And we ran through <laughs> a scene just a couple of times and then they had to step out of the room we walked back in and we had the part it was it was pretty cut and dry it was really surprising i i was just so scared and it ended up being a lot easier than i expected so the three of you are well i mean what i would say is fair to consider the leads of the story but in particular jason samantha's relationship is is kind of the emotional center of the story itself so as you said jace it was almost like a chemistry read and it really I imagine in the casting process mattered. And I think the casting was was very well done because everybody's interplay between each other just turned out really nicely. I was able to see the film. I haven't seen the final, final cut, but I'm very aware of the flow of everything. And I think all three of you did an exceptional job. So, um, Samantha, how would you like how would you define your character when you said that you kind of pegged the way that you saw this character? How how would you uh, describe the type? Like, what what is it specifically that you saw in her? Well, I think it's easy with that type of character to just kind of be that boss woman who's like, I'm going to get everything done, you know? But I really, so I kind of match it to a relationship that I have with a good friend who I'm always pushing him to like go audition, to go do this, to go do that, because he and I have like the exact same dream for our careers, but sometimes he needs a little motivation. So for me, I could just tie this to a personal experience so well that it really helped develop that character. And I think I wanted to highlight like how much she was really invested in her friend, you know, like how much she really wanted him to succeed too. Um, and how it was hurting her to not, to see him not try, you know? And I mean, that's how the script starts and how it ends too. Um, so I think that, tying into that helped her not come across as just this, you know, I'm in charge of everything and I can get everything. Yeah. Done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I've got a question on the tip of my tongue that I'm not going to ask because I don't want to dive too deep into what happens throughout the story. But I guess, Jace, I've got a kind of similar question for you. Um, I'll, I'll reframe it a little bit. Like how much of yourself do you bring in to the character versus what's on the page do you uh adapt maybe some of your own experiences how do you approach uh bringing a character like this to life well funny enough this character was a, was pretty easy for me because i found so many similarities between myself and matt where he he's really insecure you know he has these aspirations and he doesn't know he doesn't really believe that he can do it and uh I, I felt very similar for a long time. And funny enough, similar to Samantha, I have a really good friend who wants to get into acting. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have even gotten back into it ever 
since high school and there was a five-year gap in between I jumped back into acting and she would just start sending me all these different auditions to go check out and I would be like you know what I'll try it and so it, it there wasn't a whole lot of work that I had to put into this character because I just felt like somehow Derek had just written me okay it was weird it's not, that's, that's the biggest really compliment you could have given me <laughs> hey <laughs> Uh, Jeff, same kind of question. As somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of experience, how did you approach bringing a character to life? Yeah, I think um, for me, I was just kind of picture my guy is just he's kind of like the third wheel in this thing and, and um, very confident, overly confident, um, which is, you know, probably a little bit of, of, of a difference from from just my natural demeanor and, and kind of uh, myself naturally. So I think for me, it was kind of a combination in my head of like, uh, every waiter you've ever had at a restaurant, you're just like, really this guy, you know, like kind of just picturing this guy who's always kind of a little too sure of himself, maybe, um, you know, and just, just kind of try to picture what that would be like. Um, no, nobody in particular, but just kind of that, that personality type. So specifically, can you name names? Tell us what restaurant they work at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I think I, I love oh, your man. character. I, yeah. I really enjoyed that that take. And it's funny to hear you say overly confident um, because I, I do suppose that's a way to read it. But I just took them as being confident and being the uh, more assertive personality type so right. I, I think you did a really good job um and especially to know that you know this is one of the first projects that you've been involved in it just seems like all of y'all slid into this really naturally and i would be very excited to to find out you know what comes next for for each of you in 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 this as a hobby in it as a career um samantha what would you say um is your aspiration moving forward? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> yeah, let me just ask you the hard hitting stuff right here wow. and put you on the spot. Yeah. No, I'm I'm actually more involved. With no live softballs theater. today. I know, no. right? No. <laughs> um, I'm actually more involved with live theater and performance. So I actually I'll I'll be going on a tour for about three months. But when I come back, I want to try and do a few more auditions in like New Orleans. Um, I try and keep up with the, the casting auditions there because there's just a lot more, but I also stuff happens down here too. And South Florida, like anywhere that I have people I could go stay with, um, or I could drive to Sure. and if that's, that's the area that I'm looking at, mm -hmm. uh, but no, I audition for commercials. I audition for extras and TV series. Um, you know, they say like, if you do a hundred auditions, you get like one call back, but if you're lucky, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But the more I do, the more fun it gets. So Good. I do hope at some point I would love to do um, like a main character in a TV series. Because awesome. I, I like the progression and I like the kind of character arcs that you can have in that kind of environment. So, yeah, well, that's that's awesome. Um, let me ask you this. I know that theater working live on stage is substantially different from working on a movie set. Well, yes. They're totally different things. And I, I can imagine how uh, theater would be more challenging in some ways, but let me ask you the flip side of that. What would you say is more difficult about working in an actual film production, even though you do have the multiple takes and stuff, what's a unique challenge to that that you don't experience in theater? 
There are actually so many, like I could talk to this forever, but I guess the, the biggest ones are one, the continuity, like you don't just start the show and go all the way through the show. Like you don't just stay in character the whole time as some actors do, but you have like, you know, 20 seconds and then you have to take a break and then you have to do it again. And then you, so like keeping that continuity in your head of where your character is at emotionally, or like even just in the scene, like that's challenging because in, in a live performance, you just go start to finish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's really hard to keep that, that emotional integrity or that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, Jace, you, and I talked just for a second before uh, we started recording. I found out that you're a content creator. You're a, you're a fan of horror movies. Yes. Uh, do you see yourself pursuing the world of acting? Uh, are you interested in other aspects of filmmaking? What are some uh, some goals that you have moving forward? I 100% will be chasing the dream of acting. Um, I've wanted to act since I was two years old. Awesome. Know, so I've been constantly making homemade movies and stuff all the time, just annoying everyone in my family. Um <laughs> When it comes to other aspects of filming, uh, I would see myself writing more than anything else. I always write a lot of stories and would love to see them come to fruition. So that would probably be the only other thing I would chase after immediately right now. But just acting is what I'm focusing on. Awesome. Yeah, excellent. That's really cool to hear. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Uh, what are you looking forward to maybe moving forward as far as working in, in film? Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it. I've got to work on a, you know, like I said, a, a few uh, projects and they've all been different, uh, very different and um, enjoyed it though. It, it's cool to see the collaboration, the process. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to get something done like this. Um, you know, even, you know, the limited time we had, like it, it's a huge undertaking. It requires so much collaboration. Um which I've always just enjoyed being a part of that. So I've got kind of a music background and pursued that for many years. Um, so just, you know, I'm kind of used to that, that piece of, of things. Um, obviously telling stories, being part of that, um, you know, playing characters and, and helping things come to life is just, yeah. you know, kind of like a feeling like, like nothing else really uh, that you get to experience. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to continue to pursue whatever that looks like. That's awesome. That's awesome. Derek, you and I, when we spoke last, y'all had some pretty great stories from the set of maybe some mishaps that took place along the way, some unique challenges that came up that you had to solve throughout uh, the process. And I was wondering, uh, kind of in a similar vein, was there any day, Jeff, was there any uh, situation that you just maybe you really struggled with something that you had to overcome? Was there a day that maybe things didn't work out exactly the way you planned and you had to adjust? Um, man, I, I can't say anything specifically. I just say, I mean, it's long, longer days than maybe you think, or, you know, you go in with a plan and think, you know, we'll knock this out, this first part out in a couple hours and, you know, four or five hours later, you're still kind of <laughs> like, Okay. So kind of like what Samantha was saying, it, it can be a little bit daunting to just kind of stay energized and focused to bring your best every take, you know, cause there's a lot of people kind of staring at you, like wanting to get this thing, you know, captured. Um, so I'd, I'd say that of just maybe just the, the longer days of, of really trying to, trying to keep the, you know, keep the, uh, not the effort, but just the, the quality there. That's interesting. Uh, Jace, would you say that there was, I'm, I'm actually really curious about this because I understand that the, Derek, the director is 
oftentimes making the ultimate call. But did you find that there was ever a time that like, man, I really screwed up that take. I don't feel great about it. But maybe Derek was like, all right, we, we got to keep this thing moving. Uh, I need to go back and take it again. Was there ever a situation where you just kind of had to trust that you had given the performance or were there times that you felt that you needed to go back and redo them? Oh yeah. Uh, basically every time I opened my mouth, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it was one of those things where I'm, I was just kind of on autopilot at one point, just like, I just have to get this done because from the moment I started, I was like, Oh man, I suck. <laughs> like, and the whole time everyone's like, no, it's great. And I'm just like, you don't have to make me feel better, you know, <laughs> but no, it, it, it's just, I don't know. You you don't know if you have that confidence, you know, right off the bat. But overall, it was it was great, you know. Yeah, that's actually insightful. I I can relate with that a lot. I I, I feel like there is a tendency a lot of times to uh to just kind of posture because you don't want to show vulnerability, but at the same oh, yeah. time, like I can imagine. I mean, for every new project that you get on, it's almost a completely new ecosystem and a new atmosphere and the the chemistry that y'all talked about uh, a little bit earlier in the interview that that's something that uh is carried over to the sets and like if the person running the set is a complete mess then that trickles down everybody underneath it feels that way as well and luckily mm -hmm. i know derek well enough to know that like I've never seen him blow a fuse. Derek is one of the most chill people that I know. And I think that that's like such an asset in the world of, of filmmaking, because as you said, Jeff, uh, it can get to be very uh, taxing as far as the amount of time that it takes. So to have somebody with a, with a level head and a cool demeanor, I think is uh, can't be <laughs> overstated how, how important that is. So um, go ahead, Jace. Well, I was going to kind of piggyback onto that of him never really getting angry. There was a time where I thought I had screwed up royally. Like we were, it was the second day when we were filming in the New Yorker and I was constantly having to like change into different attires and stuff throughout different scenes. And then they were like, okay, go change into this. And the shorts that I was supposed to wear were just nowhere to be found. And I was like, oh damn, like <laughs> I'm about to get into so much trouble and it just turned into they were like, well, I guess we're not going to film below your waist. And I was like, all right. There's always a workaround, my friend. Yeah. yeah. There's always yeah. a workaround. So so where did the shorts go? This is a mystery. That I've been curious about that, honestly. What, what happened <laughs> to those shorts? I have yeah, no we, idea. We need they to know. Literally disappeared. I don't know. Different dimension, wormhole stuff. I don't know. Mm, mm, Lost to the multiverse. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's very possible that somebody oh, well, on the set spited you. Let's start. Let's start that rumor. I think it could uh, be a Mandela effect where everyone just believes that those shorts existed and they never did. You know, never existed. But, uh, so Samantha, speaking of the, uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, speaking of the New Yorker, it did it did bring up a a uh, memory just of of kind of a challenge to get through, but. Um, this was their off day at the New Yorker. And uh, I don't know, maybe five or six times the phone would ring. That happened a lot. We'd hear, you know, in the middle of some ring, 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 <laughs> cut. No. Like, uh, People trying to come I'd in the restaurant, even though it very Yorker. clearly says closed for filming. People mm -hmm. still got to pick yeah. their head and like, oh, we'll try to come in anyway. 
Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. I want to get in on that film. Yeah. That's probably what a lot of yeah. them are thinking. <laughs> so, uh, Samantha, did you have any uh, moments of adversity that you had to overcome? Any any uh, challenging scene or, or maybe something that you were stuck on while you were rehearsing? Hmm. You know, I should have been anticipating that question. <laughs> I, was, I was too busy listening to what everybody was saying. Mm-hmm. Um. It's well, okay to not have an answer. You can just be a total pro. I, I, I got one. Wait, well, yeah, I got one. <laughs> okay. So in the New Yorker, because we took these scenes so many times um, because of the phone and because of different things and lighting changes and yada, yada, yada. Um, we were having a drink, very cold, very old coffee. And mm-hmm. I did not like that at all. No, no, <laughs> I can understand that. It was like, I got to save a little sip of my ice cold coffee. But um, <laughs> that wasn't that bad. I just remember that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I definitely, let's see. There was, oh, there's something that's on the tip of my tongue. Hmm. Oh, yes. So we did end up taking, this wasn't so much an adversity, though I did consider like how this was going to go. Um, not, we had one like argumentative scene, Jason and I, where it, things really escalate. And I always, lo- I always love those scenes because they, you know, it's kind of like, it just builds and builds and builds and builds. And ultimately I think we had great chemistry and it went really well. And we just kind of were jumping each other's lines. Like you would have fine. It was honestly kind of fun. And I honestly got a little aggravated with him, but in the, in the best of ways, um, no. but kudos to Derek, because he was like, do it again, do it again, do it again. And cause I felt like the first time it was great, but by like the last time, because we did it so many times in a row, it just escalated each time. So Interesting. I think it got better and better and better because, or worse and worse and worse. <laughs> well, see, uh, I knew the two of you would get aggravated at me to the point that you would yell at each other and it would be even better. Uh, exactly. That, that's the genius of his, uh, of his directing skills. So. Typical, <laughs> typical director move. I love it. I love it. it that's works. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Derek, uh, to that point, I, everybody's got their own style. And I mean, uh, <laughs> from, from amateur filmmakers all the way up to your Martin Scorsese's and everything in between, whether you're doing a hundred takes for each shot, whether you mm. like to get it one and done and move on. Do you have a general rhythm that you try to follow? Do you, do you really believe that it's dependent on each scene or do you, can you kind of see the general picture? So I definitely do at least two. So you have options for the edit. Um, I try not to go over, but because it's a short film and we have such limited time to get what we need done. And it also speaks to the preparation that these three plus mm. Rob, Leah and Thomas had because we did so many rehearsals beforehand. We didn't really rehearse much, if at all, on the days of shooting, because I knew that they had the material down and I trusted them to do it. So I, I think we did on average three to four takes per shot. And we, we kept once we really got going, we had a pretty consistent rhythm and we had some setbacks you know with with new yorker due to the phone ringing people coming up to the door and things like that but um i i had the utmost confidence in in all of them and i'll especially give a shout out to to jeff because it was really cool to watch his progression throughout the first time he auditioned as robert because you could see him gaining more confidence in that character when we did the full table read, uh, I think it was like a week before or two weeks before we, we shot, I was like, he's, he's got it perfectly. So it was really <laughs> oh, cool awesome. to see his progression. 
Yeah, that's cool. Um, I would I would have loved to just kind of be a fly on the wall and check it out. Um, I I have uh, worked with with Steve Wise, who y'all met during the production of the film uh, on his project Survey, and that was the only time I'd ever been on a movie set. And um, I I just the process is something that I find so incredible, like incredibly fascinating. So I do appreciate everybody taking a moment to uh, talk with me about it, and I can't wait for the premiere of this thing, which is going down soon. And I will see all of you there at the Blue Wahoo Stadium. So uh, thank you very much for taking a moment to talk with me. Thank you once again to Jeremy Branch for stepping in as guest host. And thank you to Jace, Samantha, and Jeff for taking the time to relive their experiences making the feature. And I know I mentioned this in the intro, but the three of them just did an amazing job with bringing these characters to life in better ways that I could have ever imagined. And I'm really proud of the three of them and how this whole project has come together. And you'll get to see it in just, uh, I guess, just under two weeks if you're listening to this the day it drops. Because the feature will be premiering at the Gulf Coast Filmmaker Showcase Double Feature Saturday, January 21st at Blue Wahoo Stadium inside the home clubhouse. Tickets are now on sale. If you just go to Facebook.com slash The Feature Movie. Click on the event page and you'll see the link where you can purchase tickets from there. They'll be $10 each and we'll also be showing those creatures out there a behind the scenes look at the making of the indie film, The Nightlings. The Nightlings is a a film that was shot here in Pensacola and of course the documentary is as well. So the documentary will precede the premiere of the feature. We'll be doing a QA and a afterwards. So it'll be a lot of fun. I can't wait to see who all comes out and just to you know, reconnect with old friends to chat with the cast and crew again and just celebrate the making of this movie. And I I think it's going to be something really special, but we're going to have a bonus episode of the Derek diamond experience this week. Speaking of those creatures out there, I'll be chatting with uh, Chad Sanders will be returning. He edited the documentary. David Vanderlyke was the director of the documentary, as well as the two creators of the Nightlings, Mylon Smith and Ray Guillory will all be on the show to talk about making the Nightlings as well as the inspiration of the documentary and how that came about as well. So that will be out this Thursday on YouTube and all podcasting platforms. And then next Monday at our regularly scheduled program, we'll be concluding our look at the feature with the three remaining cast members, Rob Eubanks, Leah Christine Johnson and Thomas Carter Rochester will be coming on the show to talk about their time of making the feature. But until then, you could check out past episodes of this show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. And if you could, please leave a review because the more reviews I get, the more visible I become to the podcasting public. These special episodes will also be available on YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast. For the most part, the show is going to be audio only, but the episodes dedicated to the feature and those creatures out there, you can find on YouTube. You can also follow the show on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. Or if you want to find everything in one location, just head to linktree.com slash Podcast. You'll find everything there podcast subscription, YouTube, social media, all of it. You can find it there. But that's going to do it for this week's episode, so enjoy the rest of your week. We'll see you guys back here Thursday for our special bonus episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast.